You are listening to Lions Unchained. The podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Friend, I want to tell you right now that without doubt, the foremost condition of every Christian at all times should be peace. The peace that Christ offers is independent of our circumstances. I can hear you say right now, wait a minute, pastor, life has its demands and pressures. We can't live in peace all the time. Yes, my friend, we can, because it supernaturally abides within us. Peace is a gift that Christ gave us, and peace is also our umpire or referee in decision-making. The Apostle Paul wrote about this issue to the church at Colossae. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state, to which, as members of Christ, one body, you were also called to live, and be thankful, appreciative, give praise to God always. Yes, friend, that was the amplified version, as you can tell, I'm sure. Very powerful. This supernatural peace should rule and reign inside of us. We should not, however, confuse this peace with a fleeting emotion that comes and goes. No, it is an abiding peace and tantamount to the presence of God, because it's not only a fruit of the Holy Spirit, but an attribute of God's kingdom. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul defines the kingdom of God and its attributes as follows in Romans 14:17. For the kingdom of God is neither meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I have learned down the years that it is crucial that we cultivate an attitude of peace throughout every aspect of our lives because the Holy Spirit works in an atmosphere of peace. Whether it's our home, place of business, ministry, church, or wherever, peace should be our default setting, and we should treasure it, my friend. You know, even your spouse or family members can rob you of peace because you may have a different personality to them. If you're always in a hurry and your spouse is generally taking their time and a little slower, but more deliberately, that could generate strife. So just beware of this. We should appreciate each other's different personalities in friendships and relationships, certainly, but don't let it become a bone of contention. Seek the Lord today and ask him where your trigger points are because we don't want to lose our peace. We should also keep a watchful eye on strife because that can creep up on us too. I remember a funny story about Miss Lynette Hagen when she would get upset with brother Kenneth E. Hagen because she would always have a pressing deadline every month for their magazine, The Word of Faith. Brother Hagen would never release an issue until he felt like God had spoken to him about the topic for the month. Sometimes this would run very late, right up to the deadline, and of course, Miss Lynette would lose her peace on occasion because of this, and I can understand where she's coming from. When I worked as an engineer, we had very pressing deadlines. Uh, We had to get work completed in a short time frame and I had to admit I lost my peace on several occasions but looking back on it now it was really my fault when it comes to the Lord he will not give us a task that he hasn't equipped us for in advance and there is always a grace for it my friend Think of righteousness and joy as slices of bread in a sandwich with peace as the slice of meat slotted right in the middle. 
As we attain righteousness with God as a function of our salvation, we are then able to receive abiding peace within our hearts, and from that peace, joy bubbles forth from within us. Our peace is despite the circumstances. It's not contingent upon outcomes, because it's supernatural influence that comes from the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, I had gotten recently into the molly grubs, even though things seemed to be working out for good in my life. I had a heavy heart. I seemed to be going through endurance mode. I was in that endurance mode. Rather than appreciating the joy of life in the day-to-day, I had lost my peace, and frankly, it was my fault. Why? Because Jesus had already given peace to me. It says it in John 14:27. This is Christ speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I unto thee. For let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Notice the onus is on us to steward the peace that Jesus bestowed. We are the ones who have the choice to let ourselves be troubled or afraid. Let me ask you this, friend. Whose yoke are you wearing today? Now, if you're not familiar with the term yoke, let me explain. Back when I was growing up as a child in Wales in the UK, I saw my grandfather place a yoke around two oxen, which he used to plow and break up soil for potato planting. The yoke was literally the wooden bar that allowed two or more draft animals to be coupled so that they might effectively work together. Now, let me explain also the concept of synergy while we're on the topic. Did you know that one strong ox can pull about two to 3,000 pounds of weight by itself? So on that basis, with two oxen connected by the yoke, you would think together they could pull probably 6,000 pounds, right? Check this out. Two oxen, when yoked together, can actually pull nearly up to 10,000 pounds in weight. That is the power of synergy, the power of working together. And if you want to apply this yoking concept to your own life, you need to be yoked with Jesus, not the devil, so you can do so much more. Check out this passage in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And again, this is Christ speaking. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But did you know that the yoke also meant symbolically in biblical literature as a mark of slavery, often termed as the yoke of bondage? Friend, you are either a slave to Satan or a slave to Christ, and there is no neutral ground. I'm so glad I've taken on the yoke of Jesus in my life because I can get so much more accomplished with his help, and I know I'm not doing it all by myself. Many times in my own life, and especially working in the corporate arena as an engineer or consultant, I would sometimes throw my hands up in the air and say, Lord, this is too complicated for me. I know you have a simple solution, and you will show it to me. As I walked away from the problem and allowed myself to get quiet and separated myself from it, and the peace would rise up within my heart and the solution would often come to my mind and unlock the code to my 24-page spreadsheet. You know what it's like, friends. There's some guys out there that work on some complex spreadsheets. God can help you with them. My old mentor, Ann Vincent, would always say to me, if you've lost your peace, you've messed up somewhere. Sounds a bit direct, but it is truth, friend. She was a powerful woman of God who moved in a strong anointing that seemingly never waned. What was her secret? It was peace. She oozed peace every time I was with her and demonstrated abundant peace in her life, and she was a great example to us all. She also moved in the power of God. Friend, write this down. Peace and power go hand in hand. They are twins. If we get out of peace, we get into the flesh and we lose faith in God's power because faith works by love. 
Did you know that Jesus commanded the disciples to bring peace to the houses that they visited? The presence of God brings peace, and the disciples were paragons of peace, distributing it wherever they went. The scripture makes it clear in Matthew 10:13, And Jesus is speaking, And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Friend, you're the carrier of peace. The anointing of the Holy Spirit resides in you. You are bringing peace to your family and your friends. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit revealed to me that as time had passed, I had allowed anxiety to creep in lately. Anxiety is an interesting word because by definition, it's an abnormal feeling or fear or apprehension, but not necessarily tied to anything specific. It can be hard to fight against because it's more of a generic ongoing condition that is felt. You just can't pin it down. Why am I anxious? Sometimes we don't even know. The problem is, if we meditate on this feeling of dread or fear concerning the future, we may start believing that something bad is going to happen. The very fact that you meditate on this over and over could, in fact, cause it to become a reality in your life. Because what we meditate upon has a tendency to come to pass. Living in regret or worrying about the future will always rob us from the now. What time is it? The time is now. Friend, the time is always now. Now faith is, remember Hebrews 11.1, now faith is. When I talk of peace, so easily people may criticize me and say it's impossible to live in peace all the time. And I agree, friend, this is not easy. I'm not giving you an easy word today. Tests and trials will come to us, and the Bible does speak of the evil day. But because we know the word of God and how to apply it, we should be better off than Uncle Frank down the road who has no knowledge of God's sustaining and equipping grace throughout the difficulties of life. There are some things we just can't do anything about. We have no power to change them. We need to roll them on God and get them off our own shoulders. We need to cast our care and give them to Him. Replaying the sorrows of yesterday and dreading what's to come will put you in a place of misery. And misery, my friend, is not a place where Christians should be. Misery and fear have torment. That is Satan's territory. Get out of it immediately. There is a fascinating statement that Christ made in Matthew 6.31. He said, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Did you catch that, friend? Jesus said, You take a thought by saying it. Once you start verbalizing what's in your mind, you're taking that thought. Not every thought is from the devil, of course. We rationalize in our minds daily as we muse over decisions. But it's the penetrating or interjecting thought that is either from God or Satan. The easiest way to discern the origin of our thoughts is to compare it to the Word of God. For example, if I'm reasoning in myself, I'm thinking about something that's coming up. I need to pay the rent on the first. Um, I've got to do this at work. You're thinking it through yourself. These are your own reasoning thoughts. Often God or the devil speaks to us with a question or a statement. It is not a reasoning thing. It is actually a statement or a sentence. And you need to learn to discern the voices, my friend. There are many voices in this world, and we need to discern that which which is from God and that which is from the enemy. But let me tell you something right now. You need to guard your mind. And Satan is not in the encouragement business. When God speaks to you, he's going to encourage you. He's going to edify you. He's going to build you up. Satan is going to accuse you. He has an accusatory tone. That is the difference between God and Satan. It's not difficult. So what do we need to do to restore peace? Well, let's read First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. 
We must cast our care, friend. It says here, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Wow, did you get that? Once and for all is what the Amplified said. And I like to read the Amplified on occasion because it expounds the scripture and gives us a bit more depth. Once and for all, you need to cast your care. You need to get into the habit of saying this, I couldn't care less because God is taking care of everything in my life and he is trustworthy. Let's let go of our anxiety today. Cast your care, pray and thank God for the answer. It's that simple. I'm not saying that you're not a careful person and that you don't care about anything. I'm talking about the specific worry that you can do nothing about. That's what you need to throw off your shoulders and park on God because he loves you, friend. He wants wants to take care of you. If you have it, God doesn't have it. If God has it, you don't have it. And that, my friend, is a simple way of thinking of this. Friend, it's time to get your peace back. You must value peace in your life. Don't give it away so easily. If you're going to be late for an appointment or late to catch a plane and there's nothing you can do about it, simply cast it on God, but don't lose your peace. What are you waiting for? It's time to get your peace back. Spend time today with the Holy Spirit and his word and take back what the enemy has stolen. Peace is not something to look for. It's already on inside of you. You just need to find it again. You need to reconnect with it and feel the peace of the Lord once more. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.